Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who have been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basor, and today is episode... 113 and back on the show uh, regular uh, to talk about our the weekend we just had uh, Roy Liskey from Local Roots. Roy, thanks for uh, jumping on today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, no, for uh, had a great great weekend, which uh, we're going to get into and talk about and history of the barn and uh, it was just uh, kind of a it was really a magical time. Uh, but first, that's uh, uh, Nate and Kevin who are both there. Uh, Welcome uh, to the show, and uh, start with Kevin. Thanks for being on. Yeah, for sure, man. If Roy's on the show, I'm definitely going to be here, man. Uh, I really like what they got going on over there. I got to talk to uh, to Roy's family this weekend, and uh, what a bunch of great people. Um, and it just solidifies the feelings that I've had for uh, for the Liskey family here, uh, you know, prior to. So, um, yeah, great time. Thanks for having us out. I really look forward to talking to you uh, about the party and, and about the history of the barn. And, and so, yeah, really cool deal. And Roy, super happy to have you on as always. I think the event was a wild success and it was awesome to see everybody um, come together for a really cool event. And I don't think there was a single person that didn't arrive and just said, wow, that was the first reaction every single person had it was just, wow. Well, thank you both so much for the kind words. Yeah, a lot of hard work went into it and uh, it's something that we, uh, that we enjoy. You know, we've done it every year for a long time and it brings us a lot of uh, joy and fulfillment to uh, to you know make a, a grand party for everyone. Well, well, thank you, Roy. It was uh, I know I, I kept on getting asked and online. Everyone's like, "How do you run it? Like, what what event spot is this?" I'm like, "No, it's totally private." They're like, "What?" So makes it even makes it even cooler. Um, you know, uh, if if you haven't heard the the previous shows, uh, you know, I'm gonna give a little longer introduction for Roy. Uh, Roy is the you know founder, owner, one of the owners, and uh, and definitely operates uh, Local Roots Provisioning Center in Lanesburg, Michigan, where he grew up and graduated, and that's uh, completely family owned with you know him and him, his wife, and his mom and dad. So it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, Roy's been on the show before. Um, one of the biggest uh, you know redemption supporters out there, um, right at the top of the list. And um, I met uh, met the Liskies. Um, at the legalization uh, party 2018 at the Lansing Center. And I was reliving, actually reliving moments from that last night. But, uh, um, you know, uh, after that, you guys, uh, you guys, you kind of call, call John, your dad got a hold of me. He's not been on the Safer Mish lift serve for a long time. And uh, I said, hey, uh, let's, uh, can, can I buy you uh, some food and a Bloody Mary basically at a soup spoon? And I was hooked. So, uh, you know, it was awesome. and. From there, you guys have, uh, you know, come uh, really gotten involved in the community. It's been fun to watch and become friends. So, um, you know, uh, awesome story. Um, I really just would like, you know, how would you like if you want to talk about um, the history of the barn as we get going and we can uh, kind of jump into the jamboree from there. But it'd be awesome just to hear hear about this barn. Uh, we know about it, but I'm sure there's stuff we don't even know about it. And uh, so, yeah, man, take it away. 
Sure, yeah. So, um, you know, my parents uh, have had barn parties for about 40 years. When I was young, I was, a, you know, a little too young to go to the parties. But so that was always a bummer. But, um, you know, then, you know, I was like a teenager and they started letting me hang out for a little while. And then I had to, you know, get lost. But uh, it was nice to uh, see so many great musicians right here at our home and um, mostly blues acts. And I really took a liking to the blues and, um, you know, started uh, trying to learn guitar. And um, it's just it's a big part of our family these uh these parties have been and something we look to something we look forward to every year almost like a christmas uh holiday or something but um you know we've had some great acts uh, over the year we we kind of like do a little bit more decorating each year make it a little nicer add a new bench or a new table or uh you know make the bar a little nicer and it's really um starting to look more like a restaurant and uh we've um you know we've really enjoyed it and uh, you know we've had some great uh michigan bands play here we've had uh rare earth motown recording records band um thornetta davis queen of the blues um you know we've had root doctor and um just so many great uh bands in the barn um and we want to uh you know, it was awesome to have Lath. You know, it was really, really, really cool. And he was playing with a band that had played in the barn many times, um, not under the name Mixed Flavors. It's a new arrangement, but all of the uh, characters in that band had been here um, for many barn parties. Eric Hamilton on the bass, Mike Lynch on the keys, Bill Malone on guitar, Booney um, um, on the drums. I mean, this is a a real all-star backline, and I think Lath really enjoyed, you know, playing with him. I know he made some comments about, uh, you know, just the the talent level in that barn was through the roof, and uh, and of course I think playing with a, a superstar like Lath just brings everyone's level up. You know, it was just it was top notch. They did Purple Rain and uh, <laughs> Purple Haze and and. Uh, Papa's got a brand new bag and, you know, a bunch of great, yeah. great songs. And um, it was just so much fun. There's a mocha on the saxophone. And I mean, it was really a full, full sound. And um, yeah, you know, when we party in that barn, we kind of uh, we joke around because it's, you know, a 200 year old barn and looking at the big, you know, beams and the hand hewn beams and all the craftsmanship and work that went into it, you know, they you know put it all together with wooden pegs uh is how they used to do it so it was all kind of supported you know by it itself and um and it stood the test of time you know it's still standing strong after 200 years but when they used to raise a barn like this um it was you know a community effort and when they would get done you know they would they would have you know a band and a party down and so uh, we know people have been partying in this uh, barn for a long time. My mom bought it. Uh, my mom and dad bought it f like 40 years ago. And, um, you, you know, they uh, they talked with the previous owners and they had barn parties for years. And it's just been a party barn. And uh, we <laughs> we like to say we invoke the uh, 
the spirits of all the you know partiers from past generations and people who've partied the bar and the there's really a feeling uh, a great energy when music is happening in that barn and people are having a good time and I was so happy to share it with all of you. That was uh it was an incredible night uh and um you know that it was uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the about the event and um as everyone's been asking we are going to uh would love to make it a, an annual thing as long as the Liskies allow us and uh it's it was it was uh definitely special. Um wanted to, we we had a great group of sponsors, you know, um we had some world class talent there. The food was amazing, the drinks were amazing. I mean, you didn't um and just just made it incredible, but we did end up raising um $23,000 um through through all of that and it was a success, a big success. And I know we've got bigger plans for next year, but I did want to thank the sponsors once again because uh what a night and uh you know what a time so uh we had advocate coach Tom Hamp uh who's been on the show uh sponsored it and the cool thing is some of these sponsors are you know non cannabis businesses which is which is awesome to see uh Horner and Associates uh Amy Greer is my uh my accountant and uh um you know she's a big sponsor and came out and uh they had a great time Mike Stein Farm Bureau Insurance um Mike uh you know is a big Big advocate in the industry has been on the show as well. Shatterhouse, my buddy AK, uh, Shatterhouse Gummies, and now they've got different other products out of their processing. Um, Driven Grow, uh, my you know my business partner, and uh, you know Drew came down, and while while they were there, they he, he let me know they were donating about you know three times the amount they originally uh, committed to. So that was that was awesome. That was a big part of of the night, and uh, and then also. Um, Bullet Buds, uh, Buddy John, and uh, and then Sticky, of course. Uh, Jake made it with his his wife, and you know Sticky's been a huge supporter of Redemption Foundation and Redemption on everything we've ever done, and um, just over generous, and uh, really appreciate it. But then, uh, and and finally, uh, Green Stem Provisioning. Um, you know we had Kate, we've had Katie on a couple times, um, and uh, you know great family owned uh, provisioning center, but then. You know they they've got their family owned uh you know small grow and processing now so it was really really cool to see everyone come together um uh, i had a lot of family and friends and um uh, and some relatives you know that, that came out and supported and it was cool to see everybody interact and uh you know um you know darren mccarty showed up and a lot of us uh, uh darren's a friend of the show and a lot of us uh, are used to being around him but um uh, the cannabis folks but uh for a lot of people um that haven't um a lot of my family members, he's like their hero, their Red Wings hockey. Uh, so um, that was a big deal. And Darren's so gracious with everybody and so uh, so polite and, and you know, magnanimous. Um, it was it really added to the night. So what a great time, um, you know, and uh, thanks for letting me crash at the uh, in the green room afterwards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it was just uh, an incredible, incredible time. But I wanted to you know, thank you again. Of course, uh, you know, thank thank your mom. She was uh, really the one, you know, driving driving the ship on this, uh, Rhonda. And uh, you know, I haven't, we haven't thanked her enough on it for 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 doing this. And you guys could do this with anybody. You guys have these parties, and we've worked a long time. You know, we we were trying to do it sooner. Uh, we had delays for different reasons, but we pulled it off. And is everything I was ever hoping it could be. So um, thanks again. Thank you. Yeah, I also wanted to say some thanks. You know, I, I wanted to give a 
huge thanks to Nate for all the support you gave. Um, you know, coming up with the, the pitch video. You know, it's it's hard oh, to yeah. invite people to a, a party in the woods. You know, without you know a good <laughs> introduction into what they're getting into. Uh, you know, and it's um, you know, way out here on a dirt road, and it's uh, I'm I'm sure people were kind of you know wondering what this is going to be like, and uh, Nate helped to paint a pic a picture and provide all the graphics for the you know sponsor banners and all the different signage and even came out and helped us set up for the party and i just really appreciated that also um my mom's friend uh rita valley she she helped out a lot um uh my mother-in-law carrie hutton uh helped out a lot you know big thanks to josie and great lakes expungement network for um being such great hosts at the door and uh, Jeremy Williams um, behind the bar. Uh, he's he was my former um, uh, co-worker in the uh, restaurant industry, and just I don't know a better bartender out there. He's uh, he's really great, and uh, you know Malud, uh, the dude with the good food. Man, uh, that was so good. <laughs> he really made some awesome. So good. Uh, yeah, crab rangoon, <laughs> chicken satay. Yeah. And, the sliders, man. The sliders. Oh yeah, the chicken sandwich. You know, the Asian chicken sliders. Those were really great. Oh, and then those cookies. There was uh, his wife Kit made uh, these redemption cookies, and she did those all by hand. Uh, each one of them. It was not a stencil, and, uh, and a lot of a lot of work went into that. Um, they're also huge marijuana um, a, uh, advocates, and um, and yeah, um, Malud said he's even done some. Uh, some work because uh, he, he's also um, an attorney, so he does some uh, some work with expungements and stuff. So he was really happy to be there and appreciative um, for what we were doing. Also, uh, Kyle Hopkins uh, ran a video camera all night, so we'll be able to even paint a better picture for uh, for you know future invitees. And uh, and thanks to our local Roots staff for holding down the shop while we were super busy picking up all the rentals and cleaning the barn and you know making sure the liquor order was in and, and all the moving parts of a party like this um we've got a great staff up there and i'm just so thankful to all our employees um some of them even uh came to the party and you know lent a hand wherever they could so we've got a really great team and i'm just wanted to give them a special thanks as well uh, and also my wife caitlin my dad, John, Rhonda, um, it was really a team effort. And you, Ryan, um, you really were the, you know, the, you know, man behind the the vision and, and getting all the people there. And uh, we've always been so thankful that you, uh, you know, share your, your um, networking uh, resources with us, all, all the people, you know, you've just been an open book to us and, uh, we're just so grateful to, um, you know, be, you know, linked up with you guys. Yeah, Roy, I, uh, I can't agree with you more. I think it was a great party and, and, uh, the attention to detail was, was just unreal. You know, you, you walk into a, a place like that, like you had mentioned earlier, like you, you, every year you add something new and it becomes more and more, you know, like a bar. And, and literally when you walk in this place and you're standing there, I mean, there's like, you got booths to your left, you got tables up on the right, you got the stage and the lighting and the big Liskey sign, you know, and, and all that, like, obviously that doesn't happen overnight. Um, and so, yeah, even you listing off 
the people that that all helped um it was flawless dude it was it was great um and you can tell you've done this a million times before because anybody else would have been overwhelmed with all those details but it's like it when you when you see it all come together it seems like it just happens and it's like it's it's seamless but i know that the amount of effort that went in uh is just crazy um you know, I, I did want to ask because I, I thought about this as, as we were leaving uh, about the barn. Uh, you know, what happens to the barn in between parties? Uh, do, you, do you ever go out there and just hang out and smoke a joint on stage and, you know, kick the kick drum a little bit? Or I mean, like what 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 is the barn like when when people aren't around? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we we tarp it off pretty good to keep the dust off, you know, whatever things and minimize the whatever cleaning we'll have to do for the next time. We mostly just use it for storage and lawnmower and, you know, different, uh, equipment. And, um, yeah, it's, I wish I had a, I definitely go smoke, uh, joints down there and, you know, it's kind of our workbench area. So we're working on projects and stuff, but, um, but yeah. And then, you know, we, we uncover everything and light it up of course, when we have, um, new friends over and, um, you know, it's, it's fun to, to show to people so we definitely light it up from time to time and um turn turn all the lights on it's uh that helps to kind of paint the picture we talk a lot about our barn and they're like you know some people just don't get it they're like it's it's a barn okay but um now it's kind of more of a concert hall yeah, it's amazing. It's it's it, it, for for being hidden in the middle of the woods like that. I mean, you know, even if you drive by at the road, like you really don't see a whole lot. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I thought that was that was crazy. Um, I do have a, a, a follow up question. This is actually for Ryan. Uh, now that you guys got the twenty three thousand dollars in, um, what are what are the intention for the usage of that of those funds there, Ryan? Um, you know, a lot of it. Uh, part of it's going to be the Great Great Lakes Expungement Network. Um, part of it is is we. We've been running on such volunteer work for so long. Um, it, you know that only goes for, for for so long. We're gonna, you know, some of these those great people doing a lot of most of the work with it um, don't get paid. They do it uh, the goodness of their heart. So we're gonna start developing a sustainable program. Um, we've hit that stage. Um, you know, one of the things we're gonna do too, and um, we haven't announced it yet, but we I guess. Uh, we'll make an official announcement later. There's 144 uh, marijuana uh, felons or uh, offenders in federal prison still for marijuana. Nothing else. It's marijuana, you know, and uh, we know some of them. I'm friends with some of them on Facebook and, me and instant message and, um, you know, all that. So um, I just, uh, we're, we're, you know, when I was in federal prison, you get $300 uh, a month for your um your commissary that you get to spend no matter how much money you have uh obviously there's other ways to get money in but if you're spending 300 dollars a month in there you're living good like you're you've got new shoes you've got uh you know you can cook food you can you can you can do do what you need to do and you can make telephone calls you can use the internet so um we're gonna start starting with danny trevino and, and a couple others that, that that i know we're gonna start putting making sure these guys got and, and gals um, got money on their books every month. Um, you know, it's the least we can do to make it a little more comfortable in there and let people know, let them know that we haven't forgot about them. So part of it will go to that as well. 
you know, Roy, I think you're kind of the definition of it takes a village on a lot of things. And I always use you guys as an example um, for a small family owned business that is, you know, putting leading with action on a lot of things as well. So I want to congratulate you guys for, you know, pulling off an amazing event and stuff. Um, And, you know, as I said in the beginning, I don't think there was a single person that showed up that wasn't immediately amazed by they kind of got teleported back in time a little bit in the best way possible. And I think everybody really enjoyed that. So one question I was going to have for you is we've all seen it. The tone in the industry has changed. Things are getting harder out there. Um, Purse strings are getting tighter and everybody's having to work um, double to get to the same place they were. Uh, you know, maybe even last year, right? So how do you um, balance the need to just um, keep chugging along at retail and uh, having events like this and taking time to plan for these as well? How do you balance that as a, as a you know, a small business owner and a young professional yourself? Sure. Um, well, I mean, we certainly, uh, you know, we, we just came off of actually, you know, two big events. I, I got married uh, the month prior and, uh, <clears throat> and both of those times kind of took me out of the shop a little bit. But um, really what kept us, uh, you know, competitive, I mean, because the prices change every week, right? You know, it's um, we've got a lot of loyal customers, but um, but I think most people will go where they can get the best price. So we're we're constantly, you know, price checking, uh, you know, Owasso stores and Lansing stores and keeping our prices in line and um, and new products even like uh, the rise of the really cheap baller buckets, the 3.5 gram concentrate containers, um, you know, that kind of hit while we were busy with the barn. And, you know, one of my uh, employees was like, hey, you know, I've had a couple customers come in asking if you guys have like a, a $45, three and a half gram uh, live resin. And I'm like, no, we don't have that. Um, but, you know, we, we make some calls and, you know, the employees have really been steering the ship. Um, you know, we've got great management. We've got Randy, Zach, Jeremiah. They're always letting me know when we're low on something or we need to place an order. And um, it's really allowed us to take a little bit of time away from the store, but still feel like, we've got our ear to the ground and we're uh we're you know staying stocked up and competitive and um you know that's uh i'd say yeah it's it's our employees and i mean nate you've helped out um nate bud tends at local roots and he's uh you know always willing to lend a hand when we're um in a pinch and, and whatnot and um you know uh, a couple of our new employees, Jessica and Matt, they've been play and really interested in the industry and the science. And I mean, just taking the initiative to learn and educate themselves and bring, um, you know, different things to uh, our attention, new findings and articles. And one of our employees, um, one of our newest employees, Matt, he's actually taking online courses for uh, you know, kind of just general cannabis industry education. So uh, he's learning about, you know, growing and hydrocarbon extraction and, and the different extraction methods and how to run a retail store. And it's funny, he actually reached out. He was one of our customers. He reached out to us um, last uh, spring 
and asked if he could interview me for one of his classes, um, his assignment. And, um, and so, yeah, we started talking and yeah, it's, it's really great. And, and Madison, uh, another one of our bud tenders, just really doing a great job. And, um, uh, yeah, we couldn't be more thankful for the team we've got going. You know, that's great to hear, Roy. Um, we always say the cannabis industry is held to a completely different standard than any other industry in Michigan. Um, you know, a lot of times you see that become very apparent in you know, more rural communities as well sometimes. So with Langsburg being kind of its own bubble of experience um, and you being a very entrenched member of that community, how have you guys, uh, you know, in addition to events like this, how have you guys demonstrated that you're long-term um, invested individuals in the community trying to better the uh, world around you? Um, so I guess, uh, just to clarify, you're asking about kind of our community involvement. Well, yeah, I just, you know, in general, the cannabis industry has to go over a lot of hurdles you know, of perception yeah. issues and, you know, the court of public opinion is strong. So how have you been able to entrench yourself in Langsburg as a valued community partner? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Um, I'm glad you asked that. You know, we've, um, we're doing a lot to just be involved in the community um, sponsor, you know, people who come to to the shop and say hey you know i need a few hundred dollars for a whole sponsorship for the lions club or um a fundraiser for a community members uh you know child's education fund uh of a community uh member who had passed and um and you know we've uh we actually have that golf outing is coming up uh next weekend um it's the nick curry memorial golf outing and and a lot of, um, you know, we sponsored the, uh, we sponsored, um, you know, a whole, but we also, you know, reached out to other people we thought would be interested. Um, I'll share a little bit um, of the circumstances. It was, um, you know, Nick had passed from an opioid overdose and um, he, and I think it's important to talk about uh, because for so many people, cannabis is a, an exit ramp um, and not so much a gateway drug. Um, and so we see it all the time. People come in the shop um, looking to curb their, you know, alcohol habits or their, um, you know, opioid things. And, and so I thought, you know, some other cannabis uh, companies might really uh, want to be part of this. And and make sure we show a presence in, in this uh, circumstance. And um, Redemption has uh, sponsored a whole um, Real Leaf Solutions. Um, I mean, so many more. There um, there was really a lot. Trucenta um, sponsored a whole. Um, there's, I, I, w I wish I would have had the list in front of me. Um, but other uh, kind of events that we've sponsored, we did music in the park. Uh, last year, free concerts for the community. Um, we sponsored four concerts all together uh, in Langsburg's McClintock Park. Uh, and we're even thinking about uh, doing an impromptu concert here in, uh, in October. Um, my mom and my wife and I have uh, uh, volunteered with the Lang Langsburg Business and Community Association. Um, and that you can follow them on uh, Facebook at, at Langsburg BCA um, uh, and Instagram and all that. And 
we're planning the Winterfest. Uh, it's going to take place kind of the last week of November. It's a week-long um, event. It starts, uh, you know, we've got the 5K. It's a Grinch-themed 5K on Sunday, November 27th. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then um, the following Saturday, that's uh, December 3rd, there's going to be, you know, a light parade and, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Claus will be there and talking to kids. And um, there's going to be a winter market uh, where, where a lot of people are selling arts and crafts and a variety of things. Uh, there's going to be a silent disco. That's what I, I'm going to be working the silent disco. I think it's going to be over at Twilliger's restaurant. And um, so, yeah, I'm going to be uh, working that. And they're going to have a chili cook off over there and, it's going to be a lot of fun and there's events going on all week. There's um, Stuff the Bus, which will be do uh, collecting donations. We're a donation site for that. Um, also, uh, you know, there's a home decorating contest, a business decorating contest. We'll be participating in both and uh, and just having a lot of fun. Um, there, I, There's also one other event I'd like to mention uh, that's fast approaching september 24th langsburg has the bottom of the hill blues festival um so and we actually have the same band uh that played the um the barn party but uh without lathe this time it's going to be uh mixed flavors is the headliner um and they but there's three bands total it's um blind dog gary day uh, you saw him at the wedding, the harmonica guy uh, who I was jamming with. And then, uh, so Blind Dog, and then we're getting Tad and the Fat Cats, another great harmonica player. Guitar guy just kills it with the slide guitar. Um, you know, and he's a local Langsburg guy too, Mike Luce. Um, real nice guy. But yeah, it's going to be a lot of great music September 24th from 4 to 8 p.m and local routes will be open so stop in and stock up probably be running some deals um but yeah we're really just trying to you know be involved in the community every opportunity we get you know it gets a little funny sometimes with uh you know like the advertising sometimes um with the laws and how they are you don't want to you know say advertise to uh um like the wrong audience um you know age wise and so like there's been times where you know the local sports team asked us can you help us fix up our baseball diamond you know and it's like and we'll hang your a banner of local roots in the in the outfield and that was sweet yeah and i'm like well just to be you know sensitive to any any parents or anything you might take issue with it we we went ahead with the sponsorship but no banner you know and uh and just did it in the name of the Liskey family and uh and that kind of thing but we're also you know any any opportunity we can you know support the community we did the Langsburg um pancake breakfast sponsored as local roots they had t-shirts with our logo um the pancake breakfast and car show um you know it's it's really great. I'm sure I'm missing something, but uh, we're trying to give back as much as possible. And uh, definitely uh, top of that list is Redemption Foundation. Well, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, 
Roy, and uh, I, as, uh, as you know, but I used to, I spent my 20s in Lanesburg, and uh, man, like the pancake breakfast, uh, all those different events in Lanesburg are big deals, so it's, it's sweet seeing, you know, a marijuana company leading the charge. But hey, on the, uh, real quick, on that silent disco, is that like when they wear headphones and there's music going on and they're dancing? Yeah, this time it's going to be, there's going to be three different sets of uh, headphones. There's gonna and there's gonna be color coded, so there'll be like a green light, red light, and a yellow light, and that means uh, each different light is tuned to one of three radio stations um, that are transmitting different songs. So you're gonna have a, you know, roughly 25, 30 people dancing with, uh, you know, to different music. So yeah. somebody might be doing the YMCA and. You know, somebody might be like kind of doing a slow song. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to be, uh, I think that's where they want me is uh, explaining people how to use it and uh, wiping down the headsets. And we're just happy to be involved. We've been going to the Langsburg Business and Community Association meetings and finding more ways to be involved in the community. And, um, and it's really fulfilling and we're making great friends and we're, we actually live in within the city limits uh, my wife and i and uh, it's a small community of you know 1200 people and um everybody knows everybody and we're dug in out here you know this is this is our spot it's awesome is that company you're getting in those headphones from is it out of lansing um i don't know actually uh one of the other board members is uh, handling the purchase of it the only reason I asked is my old partner was Capital City Caregivers uh, st started a, a business just like that on the side. So it might be might be an ex, uh, you know, uh, local uh, marijuana guy. But um, I had uh, another question uh, specifically with uh, um, what's going on, like the market right now. And from a retailer's perspective, um, I heard some stuff last night. You know, everyone talked like the, it used to be Croptober was because everybody grew outside and it was worth it uh and um a lot of people would stop going to the retail and smoke their own or their friends and as we know now people are still sitting on their last year's outdoor caregivers are shutting down like i don't think the retail um i don't think the retail sales are going to drop off of that much but there's two other things uh, uh i mean really the main thing happening i'm i'm seeing is um, you know, taxes, uh, taxes are coming due. And I've already, I heard two people last night, he's like, yeah, we're, we're not buying anything until we pay our taxes. So like the inventory stocks are going to get low in some stores and some people won't be able to pay them. But you think that's maybe as far as from your perspective, not, don't have to get into how you run your business, but uh, as a retailer out there and, and what you, what you're hearing and, and seeing, um, you know, what are your thoughts on this Croptober and, and the market pressures that are going to happen? Yeah, I think uh, it's it's worrisome. We're all feeling the pinch, uh, especially the growers. Like, my heart goes out to all the, the growers who are, uh, you know, struggling right now. And, and it, I think, um, you know, especially all the, the small growers who, you know, need to, to get a premium and grow a premium product. But uh, it's all about, you know, what the customer is willing to pay. And, um, you know, I think Michigan people in general, they they have a, a sense of value. You know, there's a lot of bargain uh, hunters out there and just people who want to find the best deal. And so, you know, it's like um, 
I wish that we were a really high volume store so I could help out all my, you know, small, um, all the small growers and, and move their product um, more. But like, yeah, it does slow down in the fall. Um, a lot of people, especially in a rural community, they grow it and, uh, you know, grow it in their backyard. And so that's what we noticed last year. There was a, you know, a big drop off. And, and, and I think it's cool, you know, you should be able to grow you know your plants in the backyard it's really fulfilling and you know people um bring in pictures of their plants and show me how they're doing and you know i get excited with them you know it's definitely just part of the market it's always going to dip in the fall um but now what we're doing this year to try to stay ahead of it is you know just trying to get the freshest harvest dates we can find um so that if we do have something for four or five six months it's you know not going to be uh that you know old when the consumer gets it um so that's one way we're trying to but it's the price point has always been a tough thing for us because it seems like i remember in january i was um you know buying flour at these you know low prices and i i thought oh there's no way that they're gonna stay this low for long so i'm gonna buy buy now and then it never went back up it just went down more and then when the consumer gets trained where they want to spend uh you know twenty dollars on a distillate cart and that's what um you know the kind of the going rate is getting to it and i've got you know distillate carts that i bought you know a month month and a half ago and tried to get the good deal you know you try to buy they always talk in to buy a thousand of these and you'll uh we'll give you you know a little bit better price well um you know it's it's happened to us before where you get something for 15 bucks and you know you think you're going to be able to make a full markup on it and then all the other stores a couple weeks later are selling them for 20 bucks so it's like well you just have to follow suit because you don't want to become irrelevant you don't want people to think uh you know you're overpriced so it's it's just kind of all it's like when gas prices go up and down they kind of all go together um and and so yeah we've kind of had to really try to find things that not only a, a good price, but what we think the price is going to be at in a month from now, because uh, if you don't do that, I mean, there's not a lot of companies who will, who will say, Oh yeah, you know, you still have 300 units of that. Oh, well, it, we'll, we'll credit you uh, to help you bring down the price. Some of them will. And it's a lot of times the smaller growers and you know, the, the people who are struggling already and really can't afford to do that. So part of it is me not wanting to, uh, you know, uh, reach out to people and ask for them to help us, you know, but anyways, we're, we're getting it figured out and we've got, um, but it just keeps going lower. You know, I got a, an email today. Somebody's selling $6, one gram carts and it's like, geez, Louise, uh, but um anyways uh so yeah 
I don't know if I answered your question. I kind of got lost. <laughs> no, you, you did. You did. But one thing, though, uh, just to follow up is uh, what about uh, like, um, you know, taxes are, are due on the 15th. Um, and then, uh, like there, people are, you know, slowing down on that. And I guess that depends on the way you run your business as, as a retailer, though. Uh, I mean, I also heard of people not, pay, you know, not paying them earlier uh, as well and, you know, and, and doing the extension as well. And so it's even even more. So, I mean, is that something as a retailer that comes into consideration? Do you, I mean, you talking to other retailers out there? Uh, you know, I'm just curious. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know a lot of people are, it's like month to month right now, just, and, and definitely for us, we run into times where we, uh, you know, have to slow our purchasing just to, you know, recoup some cash flow and um it's it's difficult you know especially with like minimum purchase orders and um you know trying to reach that minimum to cover shipping and things like that you want to spend more and um yeah you really have to that's one thing you have to not spend the money when you um no taxes are coming up set aside money you know yeah. an automatic uh kind of thing where it's just you know that money is going to be a separate account uh, and so your taxes are covered um we never um we never like get terms on anything where we always pay for the product that we're receiving you know right th then and there we don't like to get ahead of our skis at all um those would be, you know, a couple of things I think that we're doing that is uh, protecting ourselves from getting in uh, too big of a pinch. But uh, yeah, you know, it's the the prices are dropping, the order sizes are down. You know what I mean? There's uh, as the, the the prices drop drastically, and you know, if they drop in half again, you know, I'm. We're getting below production costs on some things and uh yeah i don't know man it's it's probably gonna go lower i'm thinking this fall um but they had that cra meeting this morning did you listen to that i did yeah we were and you know it's it's pretty much uh seems to be unanimous on the people that spoke of of uh you know cap you know taking a break on the licenses and and what does that look like and getting rid of the excess growers license. So, um, you know, seems like the, uh, seems pretty, pretty unanimous. Not, I mean, it's not all unanimous, but um, it, I think something's gonna happen uh, on that end of it um, uh, in Michigan. I do, I do believe it. Uh, now, how long that takes, um, you know, is the MCMA, I mean, how many members, the MCMA is a kind of a, a, a just uh, you know a speck of what they used to be and um don't really have the uh the influence up there anymore so it's kind of the rest of the community now and what they're thinking so i think something's going to happen but i i do think um i do think stuff's right now a lot of stuff's below people are selling it below production level already so at that point how long does it, it take um to go out of business or do you influx more i know there's businesses out there getting influx of private money uh, money money got raised um, and you know, what does that look like? Uh, what did you, when you raise that money, what did you say the, you were going to sell your, your, your units for? And if that's off and was, was miscalculated, there's a lot of people 
and some hurt right now. So like, I, I, I just think a lot of things are going to shake up um, here, here this winter, this fall and winter. And uh, next year at this time, um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more stabilization in, in the market. So, so everyone's, everyone's got to hold on and, and make it through this, you know, I think the next 12 months and um, uh, things, things will get different in Michigan. So that's my opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Well, I was just saying, if it would just level out, um, it would, you know, what, you know, how I've said, it just keeps going down. So then, you know, a month later you have uh, wholesale costs on the books that are, you know, not that are way higher than mm-hmm. what the going rate is on retail. And, and that just keeps happening over and over. So it definitely dispensaries. I mean, we're feeling the pinch. Um, margins are down and it's, uh, but you know, if, if things can stabilize and we can catch up and get all the inventory on our books at the lower price and find a price that works for everyone, um, retail wise, I think, um, things will, you know, bounce back and level out and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, it's scary as a purchaser. Cause when you purchase something for a set amount, you have to worry about, well, am I going to be able to get this 20% cheaper in, in a month? And, and then, um, Oh, I think Roy froze there. I think he's just sitting really still. Yeah, man, he's good. Well, it's the calming state of the Lisky barn has affected yeah. people. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, actually, I tell you what, um, uh, hopefully Roy can get back on, but uh, we are actually hitting hitting our time limit. We could talk to Roy all day long. So um, why don't we say wrap it up, say goodbye to Roy, and if he doesn't make it back on, we'll have him listen to our uh, our odes to him. <laughs> so Nate, go ahead. <laughs> You know, Roy, I'm speaking to the frozen image of you on my screen, but you know, you're a dear, you're a dear friend. You've always been there for me um, on many things. I've, I learned something from you every time we speak. I think you're really being a leader in the industry as a whole. And I, uh, okay, now we'll just in, in memory of, of Roy here as he was on the show. Um, no, I mean Roy's done a lot of amazing things for the community, and when you consider the size of local roots and the impact they make. Um, it keeps a lot of other people honest. And that's kind of how I look at it a lot of times where they're, they're putting their money where their mouth is, they're making those hard decisions and they're thinking of the customer um, first and foremost. And I uh, I do take personal credit for uh, Crab Rangoons being on the menu for the for the Juke Joint Jamboree. And Caitlin, uh, Roy's wife, made sure that there was uh, an unlimited supply of those. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. There was no leftovers, which I was actually hoping for. Uh, <laughs> you and me both. Kevin. Yeah, it's funny. I think I called Brian on the way home. I think I called him the next day. I think I called him a couple days later. I keep asking the same question, like, where can I get more of those chicken sandwiches? Does he have a restaurant? Come on, tell me he has a restaurant, you know? But, uh, yeah, food was amazing. Um, you know, uh, Roy did uh, take off, but uh, I do want to talk directly to him. Um, I am I'm incredibly envious um, and also very, very proud of what Roy has been able to do in his community. Um, it's something that I always wanted to do in my community, work in my community and, and be able to have a direct effect on, on things like he said, like the golf outing and the, and the, uh, the blues fests and the pancake breakfast and all that. Like he doesn't have to do any of that. And they do it out of the kindness of their heart because it's, it's the family that they are, you know? And, um, and so very, very proud of the, the, 
the work that they're doing as, as good stewards for this industry. Um, I think it was awesome. I want to thank Roy directly for his efforts for uh, for what he did for the, the Juke Joint Jamboree and the fundraiser. I think it's it was just amazing. A great time. I can't wait for the next one. Um, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. So thanks again, Roy, for coming on the show, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks. I thanks, Kevin. I uh, yeah, I want to want to thank obviously Roy and uh, Rhonda. Um, she knows she knows how to throw an event as well, and uh, for pushing us when uh, we needed to be pushed. And uh, uh, thank you, uh, you know, John and Caitlin. But really, thank you for opening up your there. There you are, Roy. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so, so we well, just said goodbye. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was I was hearing you. Uh, I heard everything you said. Uh, I just. Oh, okay. To say, yeah. <laughs> thank you for the kind words, and you know I appreciate you guys more than you know. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Roy. Yeah, and you know, um, thanks. Like we said, your family uh, opened up. Uh, you know, that's really like your your heart to to the to marijuana community, and and really a lot of my my family and friends um, that that wanted to come out, and like that was their first cannabis event they've ever been to. So, uh, what a what a first experience, and for everyone that's listening that was there, yes, we're going to do it again next year. Uh, as long as the Liskies will have us, we'll do it every year, make it an annual thing, make it bigger, make it better, and uh, you know, be a part of. Uh, this, this uh, wonderful Barnes tradition. Hopefully they'll be talking about us, you know, 100 years from now. So with that, we'll, uh, we'll see everybody next week. The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.